Welcome to the Greybeard Chronicles podcast. Your hosts, Brian Halstead and Kevin Harkins, are two gray-bearded patriots who love God, their family and friends, and their country. The Greybeards are here to inspire, inform, and educate you on a myriad of topics they are passionate about. Brian and Kevin have a strong desire to share this with you to help you live your best life. Sit back and enjoy this amazing podcast as the Greybeards pass along the wisdom of the ages. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 47 of the Greybeard Chronicles. I'm Brian Halstead. And I'm Kevin Harkins. And we are here to bring you yet another fine episode of the Greybeard Chronicles. And tonight is, is actually uh, very exciting. We're doing something a little bit different here, and uh, it's an idea that Kevin had. And I'm going to ask him to, to share it with us and it, you. It's a good one. Yeah, no doubt. I'm not sure we know exactly what we're calling it, right? Yet, and we're still yeah, we're, 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 we're toying with some names, uh, you know, catchphrases for what this type of episode that we're going to do periodically. Not sure what the interval is going to be, but um, something that we do occasionally. So be, be on the lookout for the the catchy name that we come up with. But give us the meat and potatoes of what, okay. is it, what it is. All right. Well, here's the point, the, and it's going to be obvious as soon as I mention it in detail and that is this you and i have mentioned hundreds of times various people that we have read about studied maybe even know personally to one degree or another that are worth talking about that they've done something that is noteworthy they have something of value to add to our lives that when you peel the layers of the onion back just a little bit and you start to learn their stories, they're worth talking about. So I thought, well, why don't we, every once in a while, pick somebody that uh, for one reason or another caught our attention along the way, and they can be somebody here locally that, uh, that we know about that's done something or, or has a story, or it can be somebody nationally, you know, true, a true celebrity that we have observed from afar and we like what they have done, why they've done it, how they've done it, where they've done it, and so on. And uh, let's, let's talk about them. Uh, let's, let's examine their lives. Let's examine their successes. Let's examine the, uh, the pearls of wisdom. I think you said, uh, I don't think you said it on this, on this particular recording. You might have said it just before, but uh, success leaves clues, right? Yes, it does. And so what are those clues that they've left behind that we could uh, pick up on and maybe apply in our own lives? And so that's what we're doing today. We're, we're doing this new segment, whatever, yeah. whatever we're going to call I, it. I think it's a cool idea, you know, because like you said, we've, we've mentioned folks, we've mentioned, you know, principles that, that certain people use. And um, I just think it's, uh, it, it is interesting to, to kind of profile some of those folks and figure out, you know, what, what, do they believe in what? What are their secrets to success? What are their, you know, personal habits and and so on that uh, have enabled them to accomplish the things that they've accomplished in their lives? Uh, you know, why not? Why not? They, um, you know, they, they can be your mentors from afar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe in that. Yeah, I have all kind of mentors that I've never met. Uh, many of them are actually dead, <laughs> and some and- of them know it. Some of them probably know it, yes. <laughs> that they're dead. Right, <laughs> exactly. Others might not. Others might not. But yeah, I, I, have, I have dead mentors, and I chat with them all the time. Sometimes I 
falling asleep at night thinking, hmm, what would Thomas Jefferson think about this? <laughs> Do you see dead people? I, I can't say that I've ever seen a dead person, no. How about you? Have, have you seen one that you are aware of? I've seen them in my dreams, not, not when I was conscious. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I haven't. Uh, not an experience of the, the ghostly variety, if you will. I mean, I, I've, yeah. I've felt the, the presence. That's one of those things where, you know, that, that question, right? Have, have you seen dead people? Yeah, I mean, we've both seen dead people. But what we're talking about here is ghosts. Ghosts, right. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know that I, I have. In fact, I know I, I haven't actually seen um, that entity, an, an entity like that. I've only experienced the, what I believed was the presence thereof. Okay. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's uh, evidence enough to, to make you believe that something's going on out there for sure when you feel the presence. Yeah. For sure. I certainly believe it's there. So, yeah, tonight we are talking about... Who? Who are we talking about? A special lady. Her name is Sarah Blakely, and uh, many people instantly know who she is, but perhaps some of the listeners won't know. Sarah Blakely is the founder and CEO and still 100% owner of Spanx, and her story is remarkable. Yes, and it I, is. I, uh, I can't wait to dig into it, it uh, with, with you and, uh, and see if we can uncover some of these success clues that she has left behind in her and the nice thing about her is I spent some time today on her Instagram page. Right. She's all out there, man. You, yeah. know, you know what she stands for and what she's up to. Well, is, I, I got to ask you this. Is she the CEO? Um, because I thought that, and we'll talk about some of her, her principles before, and I, I thought that Has that's actually one off? of the things that she handed off okay. because that's, possible. that's not one of the things she's great at. For some reason, I thought. Unless that, she's taken that back over. I, think, I don't know. I, th- I am under the impression, and it may be wrong, that she took it back over. I know that there was a previously a CEO or maybe even a couple of them. Uh, after, she, you know, she started out, of course, as a CEO, and then she rotated out and right. other people did it. I'm of the impression right now that she's rotated back in. Gotcha. Hey, cool. I, I might be mistaken. That will be the first mistake I've ever made, by the way. So I'm probably right about today. Right. Because <laughs> if you're not making mistakes, you're not trying hard enough. I'm trying. I just keep doing everything right. <laughs> <laughs> You're not pushing the envelope. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I just recall reading or, or seeing something about that, and that's why I wanted to, to okay. clarify that. Yeah. So, yeah, she may be back in that role. But I know at, at some point she did hire somebody else for that. So, what did, you know, high-level, overarching thoughts about, about Sarah. We're going to dig into this as we talk, but what, what are your overall impressions She's a freaking rock star, and yeah. she is as down to earth as can be, and just an incredibly genuine and authentic. And I, I've, I've never met her, um, I, to date, anyways. I will, I will meet her at some point, no doubt. Yep. Um, but I tell you what, man, she just seems like a cool, cool person, good to the core. Yeah, and wasn't uh, wasn't born with a silver spoon in her mouth. Worked hard, and. Uh, and this to me, and in fact, one of my, if you get discouraged about the American dream, here's a woman who's in her 40s still, uh, and she has gone from walking the streets 
not <laughs> yeah, not that way. Not like that. Not like that. Uh, but but part of it was home to home selling yeah, fax door to, machines. Door to door, no door to door. door to door selling fax machines. So literally walking the street uh, to I think she is the first female self-made billionaire. I believe I, I, I heard that or read that same thing. Yeah. And uh, the other interesting thing that I found about, about her was she considers herself not a women's apparel expert or uh, anything in that realm. And if you look at all the things that Spanx does now, it's incredible. I mean, they've expanded out. They started out with one product. And now they have, you know, entire clothing line, basically. I don't have the right terms, but she considers herself an inventor. Yeah. That is what she calls yeah, herself. Yeah, she's a problem solver. Right. 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 That's, that's how Spanx came to be. She was solving a problem. It's just a great reminder that you got to remember what your business is. What, you know, what business are you truly in? I think it was uh, Roy or Ray, Roy Croft, the founder of McDonald's, mm -hmm. said he was in the real estate business. He wasn't in the hamburger business. It was all about where you're putting these restaurants. Yeah. It was all about the real estate. And that's how he approached it. So isn't that interesting? It's, uh, if you saw what she was up to and you asked somebody, what, what, what is she? I would guess a whole bunch of people wouldn't say, well, she considers herself an inventor. Of course she does. Yeah. They wouldn't say that. No, it'd be, uh, uh, you know, women's uh, apparel mm -hmm. uh, designer or something like that. But no, it, it, she, she is an inventor. Mm -hmm. And uh, I loved a, a comment she made about, you know, there's no real training for that. Right. right. It's not like you can go, f go to inventor school. You know, you just got to figure it out. You got to, you know, it, it's, you, you either have to uh, be solving a problem or making something in someone's life better. Right. So, um, and, and that's the motivation behind it. But yeah, I mean, her story is cool. She, it, it's all about, you know, um, white pants and, um, and nice looking butts. That's, I mean, that's, that's how it started. That's it. And, and, uh, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of white pants. Uh, probably I can't tell you the last time I ever wore a pair of white pants, but, um, there are, uh, some butts out there. I definitely like to look at <laughs> and I appreciate what she's doing by making them look better. You bet. You bet. And do you know the story of, uh, like her first big sale and how, how she did that with Neiman Marcus? Do you, have you heard that? Do you remember? I, uh, I, I did hear, you know, her story about how she landed Neiman Marcus, right? And uh, I, there may be more details to it, but because there was, some, there, were, the there, story, was yeah. there were salespeople that were asking her, you know, how, how did you land Neiman Marcus, right? Did, were you going to trade shows? Did, you know, were you approached by one of their buyers? And she said, no, I just went to see them or called them, you know, just presented herself to them basically. Right. And the, um, the, the thing I thought was really cool about her is, and the reason I, I had that question about the CEO is because she really identified what she's great at, right? So she's great at the, the innovation, right? The, the designing of these products and, and selling, right? So she is, um, you know, just always on when it comes to being able to describe what it is they're doing, what products they have, and why they're great and why your life is not complete without them. Right, exactly. Yeah, it was, I, I think after, I, I don't know however many, uh, 40 or 50 phone calls to the headquarters, you know, the, the woman who was the, the, the main buyer for their women's apparel, the woman said, I will give you 10 minutes. And she flew from Florida to Texas where Neiman Marcus buyer headquarters was or something, I don't know. 
And uh, she walked in and she, she testifies in one of the things that I saw on her was she, she knew she was losing the woman when, uh, you know, the head buyer, she was just starting to pay attention to other things and just wasn't. And she had to think fast and it was, how am I going to get this woman's attention? And she said, will you come to the bathroom with me? And she took her into the bathroom and she said, this is what I look like without the Spanx on. And then put them on and said, this is what my butt looks like with them on. And it was, you know, smooth and tight and all the things that you like about butts. Yeah, me too, actually. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you said that. I wasn't going to let you off like that because we, we know that. Yeah, right. anyways. <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that was and, and the woman said, OK, I, I get it. I totally get it now. And then that was her first big sale. I, I don't know what kind of smaller deals she was able to work out, but remarkable about adjusting on the fly and reading your audience and knowing what you got to do to make the sale and adaptability and perseverance. And I'm not letting this one slip away with me. Well, think about that, right? So that's, that's how, how uncomfortable would you be to ask somebody to come to the bathroom with you? Yeah. Right. So, I mean, how, what, what fear did she have to get over? What self-talk did she have to shut up in order to make that what she did? And, um, you know, one of the things I, I saw her talk about in a video is, is, is um, you know, do things differently, right? Don't, don't follow the norms. You know, we're, we're on autopilot in our lives in many ways because we do what we've learned from others to do. And we need to get away from that in many, many ways, you know, and, and, and be willing to create disruption. And don't be afraid to admit what you don't know. And, uh, you know, th that's a prime example of it, right? I mean, how, how weird is that on the face? Hey, could you uh, come to the bathroom with me? Right. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, seriously. But, but seriously, you know, look what it did. Right. And, and you know, it, it's the perfect example, right? I mean, obviously, she can't drop drawers in, the, uh, in her office and do it. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, seeing is believing. Right. And, uh, you know, that's evidence of why she did what she did, why she designed what she designed, and, and why... She's a freaking billionaire because of it, you know? I, I, and there's another sale that I thought was pretty cool, um, and I don't know when exactly this happened in, you know, her, the path, right? Um, but she was on QVC mm -hmm. and sold 8,000 units in six minutes. Woo! Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Guess I better go make those. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Wow, yeah. That's amazing. So here's another aspect of her story that I like very much. She was, um, her father was an attorney and she had decided that she was going to be an attorney as well. And so she graduated from college and I guess then took the ELSA, LSATs. Right. And I think took them more than once. Yeah, I read twice. Okay. And, and showed uh, a score nowhere near what law schools require for you to get in. And she realized that's it. I'm, I, I'm, I'm yeah, so, failed it twice. Right, I I failed it twice. Not yeah, and uh, and wow, I'm not getting into law school. And how many people do we know that think they're heading out on one direction in their lives, and then something happens, and their life completely takes a different direction? And don't be discouraged by that, because a lot of times people will say, "Damn, I, I was." You know, I've, I've had this dream forever. I wanted to be, I mean, you can imagine she's growing up. She's the daughter of an attorney. She sees his lifestyle and she sees what he does and that's appealing to her or 
you know, and then all of a sudden it's not an option. You're not going to be able to go in that direction. There's some huge lessons there. I'm going to have to completely change the direction that I'm going in, in my life. What am I going to do now? Right. Yeah. But I tell you the, uh, the lessons that she learned about failure as a result, right. And, and because of other things that her father did, right. So it sounds like this guy had his shit together, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as far as a parent goes and, and really, um, created some great learning opportunities for his kids. And one of the things that, um, that she says about failure, and I, I think it's great. It's, she says it's the universe's way of, uh, helping us stay on track or redirecting us to what we're actually supposed to be doing. Yeah. And uh, yeah. How cool is that? It's like, yeah. you know, I've talked about, you know, values being your guardrails in life, right? They, they keep you on the right path. Well, you know, maybe failure is some of that too, right? Keeping you headed in the direction that you're supposed to be going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, what's the, um, I don't know who sang the song that, um, that has something to do with, um, one, one of God's greatest gift is gifts is unanswered prayers. Mm-hmm. What, what, that's a Garth Brooks song. Okay. All right. I want to say Garth, right. but I didn't right. want to be wrong. Right. So yeah. And, and how, how true is that? Right. Yeah. So, um, if you think about some of the things in, in, in your life that have occurred that you really, really wanted to happen when you wanted it to happen and, and now thinking back and, and where you are and being satisfied with who and where you are and, and all that, you know, all those things that didn't happen, that's the way it was supposed to play out. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I just think that's a cool way of looking at it. But the, the, the lesson that I wanted to, to mention about her father was something that you and I have talked about on this podcast before about failure. And, mm-hmm. and, and we as a society need to be more uh, willing to embrace failure and celebrate failure. Yep. Right? We, we don't. You know, we, we punish failure. Not at all. And, right. um, you know, her according to, to stories that she shared, her uh, her father would actually sit her and her brother down at the table on a weekly basis and ask them, what did you fail at this week? Yeah. You know, and they had to have an answer, right? Because his point being that if you're not failing, you're not trying hard enough. That's right. You're not, you're not trying new stuff. You're not stretching yourself. And, uh, and, and I just think it's a great lesson. How cool is that? to make it okay. And I, I mean, as a parent, how many parents, I, I can't even make a list of people I know personally that have that kind of a conversation with their kids. You bet. You know, um, I, I think that needs to change. So, so imagine this conversation, there she is, you know, right out of college or maybe still in college, depending on when she took the LSATs and she has that conversation with the father. Hey dad, my failure this week is I didn't come close to scoring high enough on the LSATs to get into law school. I'm going to take it again, but I just wanted you to, I mean, and I, who knows what that conversation went like. Uh, her dad was probably secretly happy about it, right? Could have the, been. The, there's horrible statistics out there about lawyers and, and, the, and how many of them, um, knowing what they know now and what they've experienced in the career field, yeah. would have actually done something different. Yep. Um, so he may have been just delighted that that might, happened that way. Might have been delighted, but still, she wanted to do that. Um, but it's it's remarkable, you know. Life slams a door in your face, and you know what? Because she was used to that, because she had practiced failure throughout her life, it didn't take her a second to change directions and go somewhere else and try something new. And I think she worked for Walt, Walt Disney World for like three months or something, and then got hired by this fax company. Right. Fax machine company and started selling fax machines, walking from door to door. And 
and solve the problem. When you, oh, by the way, when you said that, you reminded me of, it's the same thing that Richard Branson has said, and you and I have talked about him before, and he's another guy that I admire. Maybe we'll do one of these profiles of success on him someday. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he would say, in fact, one of his questions is when people are making pitches to him about new businesses, the question that he would ask is, how are you making people's lives better? And if you don't have that nailed, you know, if you can't just say this is what it is, he'll say, you got to go back. You got to go back to the drawing board. How, you know, in terms of a business idea, if you're making people's lives better in some way, then you, there's probably a business there. Right. Now, how you get there, that's a whole different thing. But at least you've cleared the first hurdle, which is I'm solving a problem. Right. You've got you've to be adding value in some way, shape, or form. Indeed. Yeah, and he's one, um, he's, he's one of her uh, mentors, uh, along with um, Oprah being another one. Oprah, yeah. uh, the great story about, about how um, I, I listened to, to Sarah talk about the universe, and, and you know, she's obviously got very similar mindsets to you know, the two of us and, and how we believe things occur and so on. And um, she, she put it out there, right? So she asked for a sign. Things weren't going all that well in the, in the fax copier selling world and and she um you know was not getting the the traction that she wanted to get with the the spanx idea and and she asked for a sign and uh boom oprah on one of her shows was talking about cutting the feet out of her pantyhose right and still wearing them and and that that ended up being her sign she ended up going on the show and you know that obviously getting on oprah being on oprah is going to help launch your it's going to help launch your business for yeah, sure certainly if you if you have something of value it, it's going to give you some exposure that will be invaluable and uh yeah so that uh that that was a good one the other the other person that she listed as a uh, a mentor or somebody that had a huge influence on her life was um wayne dyer yes right yes and, and i've heard her tell that story before how you know, she was, you know, she listened to his stuff, you know, forwards, backwards, over and over again. What was it like a thousand times yeah. how to be a no limit person or something? Yeah. Something like that, right? Yeah. And that's a walking, talking example of how valuable that information can be, mm-hmm. right? The, the positive influences that you put into your mind and change your behaviors as a result, it's, it's huge. And um, it was just, it was cool to listen to her talk about that. It was. And you mentioned earlier in this conversation, you mentioned the word disruption. And most of the time, when you think about who really truly disrupts an industry, and it's somebody who doesn't have a lot of experience in that industry, because they come up with an idea that the experts, quote unquote, look at and go, boy, you haven't been around this block very much because, you know, we don't do things like that around here. Right. And Why not? Yeah. Maybe right. that's the problem. Maybe that's the problem. And so here she is, and she has some interesting words about her discovery of this. She gets the patent for the first pair of Spanx and whatever whatever was patented. I don't know the way the, I, the type of material and the way it was hemmed and whatever. I'm making stuff up there. But uh, then she goes to all of these manufacturing plants which apparently there's a collection of uh, manufacturing plants for women apparel in the state of North Carolina. And so she's going around all these, and the thing she notices, everybody she's talking to is men. They're all men. And she's thinking, huh, that's kind of interesting. 
why are there no women involved in the manufacturing of women's apparel? And she's chatting, and they're all turning her down. And they're saying she got turned down time after time after time. And in fact, I'm sure you probably know the story, but I'll tell it anyway. After a, a trip visiting a number of different sites, she goes back to home, back to Florida, not having any success with getting anybody to agree to manufacture her first product. And then she gets a phone call from one of the places that she visited in North Carolina. It was the, it was the you know, plant manager who called and said, you know, I told you no, but I went home. And while we were sitting down for dinner with my wife and three daughters, I told them about what you were trying to do. And my daughters convinced me to let you give it a shot here. So we're going to go ahead and, and make it. So it, it was somebody else, but everybody was telling her, what do you know about women's apparel? You can't break into this. This thing is, this thing is absolutely um, completely saturated by all of the big names. You can name them. And you, you, what, are you, what are you doing? And uh, she just had an idea and wasn't going to let it go. Yeah, very, very tenacious uh, like, like that. And um, I, it is cool. Very, very inspirational. Um, one, of the, uh, one of the things that just jumps out about her is, is, the, is the belief that she had in what she was doing, right? Not only in what she was doing, but the belief she had and had and still has in herself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she also talks about, you know, dealing with, you know, negative self-talk and things of that nature and overcoming the self-doubt. And you've got to have that, that strong why and, and the belief to continue to keep that self-doubt at bay. And, you know, she talked about that example of, uh, you know, seeing all of these men in the industry and everybody telling her no and, and how that, you know, that's, that starts to put a little dent in the armor. And uh, but she she obviously right based on the, the, the success she's had, she's overcome that. Right. And it's uh, it, it's, it's a great story. I um, I was looking at a, uh, a list of 10 rules of success. You probably saw this, too that um that she has and and uh i just it's a cool list and the, the thing that i thought was really cool about it is um pretty much everything on here um is something that at some point or another we've talked about on our podcast and uh it's just reaffirming to uh to hear these things coming from her so read them off yeah i think it's i think it's worth doing so the first one is trust your gut yeah right and obviously she's she has been doing that and continues to do that so um, let me, can I just react yeah, to that? Absolutely. There's, there's a couple things that I want to react to. Trust your gut. So she had a gut, you know, instinct that I need to, I need to call this woman until she gets on the phone at Neiman Marcus. And when she does, I got to convince her. My gut is telling me she had 10 minutes. And I, I think I, I may be wrong, but I think I'm right about this. The, one of the ways that she got Oprah's attention, Spanx was now started but it wasn't it hadn't exploded it was just one of many right and she sent a gift basket to oprah she just out of you know who does that i mean and and then expects anything to happen but right. she had every expectation i'm sending this to oprah winfrey i'm sending her a gift basket with spanks in it and she's going to put them on and that's all i need and we're going to be in good shape and she did and certainly helped <laughs> just a little bit so those are good gut instincts. Yeah. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, absolutely. So trust your gut, number one. Number two is differentiate yourself and be obsessive about it. Mm. 
right? So know what it is that you're doing different and why it's better and tell everybody in the world about it, you know, and, and be relentless about it. And be passionate about it. And if you're, yeah, if you believe in your product, then that passion becomes contagious, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. And this one, the next one, thir the third one, I think we've already covered this one, but embrace failure, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah. the story about her father and, and teaching them that habit of not only um, being unafraid to fail, but looking for it, right? So, you know, being able to have an answer and, and knowing that I've got to fail at something this week um, because dad's going to ask the question. I yep. just, that's, uh, I think that creates a, a habit and a mindset that is uh, just very, very valuable. Number four is visualize, you know, mm. how we, we have, we did a whole talked, podcast. Yeah. Talk that. that up one side and down the other, man. You gotta, you gotta be able to see it and you, and you gotta be able to share it and get other people excited about it. The amazing power of imagination. Yeah. Spending the time thinking about it and seeing it happen. That's incredible. Yeah. Number five, here's a shocker. Be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be honest, be authentic in everything you do. Life is a lot easier when you live that way. That's for sure. You don't have to, you don't have to try to remember what all your lies are. You just, you just live. Yeah. Don't, don't make shit up. Right. And the, uh, unless you're inventing stuff that needs to be made up. <laughs> okay. To make lives right. better, right? Right. Uh, to, or to solve a problem. So the, the next one, uh, number six, is embrace not knowing. And I think we've talked about that already, and that's where that disruption comes in. Um, you know, be, be willing to just go out and, and do it the way you think it should be done, not the way that somebody else says or tried to teach you. You know, you believe it should be done a different way. Be willing to create that disruption and embrace the fact that you don't know. Yeah. Yeah, you just reminded me of, of a, a completely different story, not having to do with Sarah, but it makes the point, in, you know, from another direction. And that is, there was a writer that I was reading about, and he was, he was saying the point that you just made. He would write, and for years he would try to write in a way, and he was trying to psych out who the audience was, who, and what do they want to hear? How do, what do they want to read? What do they want to get in, in my writings? And finally, it, it became, he became so contorted trying to solve what everybody else wanted. He said, I just got to be myself and I got to go with my gut and I got to do, and I have to, to act as if the people reading my material think like I do. And I'm just going to let it go. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what Sarah did. I believe in this product and I'm going for it. My gut tells me to do it. And I'm going to make some mistakes and get some door slammed in my face and keep going. I love that. Yeah. At some point in, in one of the videos I was watching with her, um, you know, she's talking about the, the future where what's next for, for Spanx. And I, you know, obviously they've made a lot of things um, since the, the first product that they introduced and they're, they're now doing things for men and, and so on. And, you know, her, her, her next vision is it's worldwide right and uh she says no butt left behind <laughs> it's like that's catchy yes it is yeah um so number seven write down your goals mm. i think we've heard that before yeah just a time or two yeah and the particular speech that i saw her explaining this you know she used that uh that harvard uh study where they they uh, surveyed the class 
um, back in like, I don't know, in the seventies sometime and, and asked the class, how many of you have, have goals, right? And, uh, okay. How many of you have, you know, almost the whole class raised their hand, right? Well, how many of you have them written down? And it was like, you know, 5% of the class or something like that. A very, a very small percentage actually had them written down and they followed that group, um, and, and actually followed up with them about 20 years later. And they, uh, surveyed the, the class to see, you know, who, who has actually achieved the goals that they had uh, set out. And it turns out the, the result of that was that 5%, those people that actually had it written down, had achieved many, if not all of those goals. And their net worth, the 5% of that class, the net worth of that 5% was greater than the net worth of the rest of the group combined. The rest of the 95%, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I believe it. I, I believe that to be true. Yeah. So let me let me ask you this question. When you were uh, reading about her, when you were watching the videos and, and thinking about uh, today's podcast, did it strike you um, how much fun she was having along the way? Did you did you get that feeling or did you not get that? Feeling? Oh, no, I absolutely get that feeling. You, it's um, it, it just oozes off of her. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, her, her charisma, um, the, the joy and the authenticity of, of who she is, um, is very, at least in my perception is very evident in, in watching her, you know, her words and her body language, they're all in lockstep with one another. Right. So yeah, it's, I, I again, I, I think she'd be a cool person to, to know and, and hang around, right. Inspirational. Inspirational is, is the right word. And this is a point that we've made before many times and we'll make it again right now. If you are enjoying what you are doing, if you found your bliss in, in what you do, it's not work. And that is the, when I watch her and I listen to her talk, she's having a ball and yes, she's working her ass off. She's doing all kinds of crazy stuff, but she's loving it. And so it's not, they're like, you know, sometimes you kind of pinch yourself and go, they pay me for this? <laughs> yeah. Not only do they pay you, but they pay you a whole hell of a lot of money. And, uh, yeah, it's – and so there, that's another point that I'm trying to make. Yeah. Find what, find what you really enjoy doing and then figure out how to turn that into money. And then you never work another day in your life, as we've said before. True that. All right, so number eight, hire your weaknesses. And I think this goes back to the CEO story that I was talking about. I, I think ultimately she figured when you can afford to do so, right? She adds that because obviously not everyone is in a position to do that. Um, but it makes sense, right? Understand what your strengths are, what you're great at, what you love doing, and hire people to fill in the gaps, right? Fill in the things, do the things that you don't like doing or that you're not good at. Um, because you may be good at them and hate doing them, and that's just going to suck the life out of you. So. Yeah, hire, hire your weaknesses. Plug yeah. people in there. Yeah, critically important, especially for leaders uh, that get higher and higher because you can't, nobody can do everything. And you got to know what your weaknesses are. And, and if you're surrounded with the right people, they'll tell you. Yeah. Hey, like boss. Tax yeah. time, right? There's lots of people that, you know, get involved in doing all this software from Intuit or whoever. And, and you know, that's great stuff. If you want to do that, more power to you. One accounting class was enough to show me for you. that I will never, ever bitch about writing a check 
to an accountant to take care of my taxes yeah. and, and bookkeeping for me. Yep. I, that, that stuff, I'd rather poke myself in the eye with a damn pencil. Yeah. You know, not, not a problem. Don't, yeah. don't mind writing that check at all. Right. Yep. All right, number nine, think outside of the box. And I always love the answer to this, you know, the response to this. What the hell were you doing in a box to begin with? You know, but that's true. Think outside the box. What does that mean? What, what, what does that actually mean? Well, I, I think, you know, if you, if you talk about the examples that she uses with creating disruption and not doing things the way we've been taught um, by other people and, and just going through life on autopilot, it's being willing to realize that, you know, hey, we, yeah, we might have done it that way for, you know, 50 years. Yeah. Is that the best way? Right. Right. So be willing to, to shake it up. And she would say and did say, um, part of the reason she did things the way she did is because she didn't know any better. She, she didn't know that this wasn't the way you were supposed to do it. And when, and when people would explain to her, when the experts would say, here's the manufacturing box that we live in, and this is how we do things here. Yeah. And, and she would think, well. And she's I mean, thinking, yeah, that's how you did it before I got here, but it's about to change. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And then number 10 is think big. And, and, and she talks about it, right? She talks about the vision that she had for this. And, you know, she, she saw and has realized a lot of what she had put out there and, and, and could see in, in detail, right? So she, she knew where she was going with this. And uh, it certainly came to be. There's a lot of abundance out there in the universe if you're able to tap into it. And she believed that she could and she went for it. I love that. Yeah, and one of the uh, things that... that she said in, in one of the interviews that I, I watched was um, talking about, you know, money and how money is a magnifier. Right. And I, I've said this before and I right. absolutely believe it. And I was so, so, so happy when she said it. Right. That, um, you know, money is a magnifier. It, it, you're a good person before you have money. You're going to be a, a good person with money and you're going to do good things with it. If you, you know, were a horrible SOB when you, you know, before you had money, um, then you're going to be an even more horrible SOB with money. It just magnifies who you already are. Yep. Well, I got three points that I wanted. These are three things that she either said or, or lives by, similar to your list of 10, uh, that, that I really liked. And here's the first one. And this one, for me, really resonated. You know, when, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And uh, for me, this was, she was the teacher that appeared. But the, the, her quote was, the goal is not to be successful. That all by itself catches my attention. Huh? It's not? <laughs> what, what do you mean the goal is not to be successful? She continues, the goal is to be valuable. Wow. If you think about that, if you're valuable, if you have some, I'll, I'll bet um, nobody saw the value of hand sanitizer about three months ago. Nobody really saw that coming, and all of a sudden it became the most valuable freaking product right. that uh, the United States has ever seen. Uh, and it's amazing how valuable things and, and value can come and go. But her goal is not focused on, I got to be successful and what do I need to do and what are the hoops I need to jump through and what are the rules that I need to live by? No, her, her goal was, how do I add value? What, what am I making that's valuable? Interesting. Yes, it is. And I, you know, when you're saying that, and, and you'd mentioned that before we, we started recording, um, there, and I, I, I can't, uh, I don't want to, 
I don't want to attribute this to somebody and it not be right, but I, I, uh, I've heard it said that, um, you know, the whole idea of, uh, of business, right, is to um, add more value than you take in payment, right? So you always, okay. always got to be adding greater value, providing greater service, greater product or whatever than, than what you ask for in return, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, that makes sense. It, it just... It, it does make sense. And it's very cliche. People say it all. What's your value proposition? You know, you hear these words thrown about all the time. But a lot of people, I don't believe, and I'm saying this because I didn't, they don't take the time to stop and think really, truly. Where, what is the true value? And when you approach the project or the product that way, what am I doing? What do I do? And how does it bring value to those people that I'm trying to influence it just makes you probably go in some different directions. All right, the next one. You've heard no guts, no glory. You've heard that. that right. Uh, she changed it up a little bit. And hers is no guts, no story. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No butts, no story. No butts, no story. <laughs> is that one of them? I don't know. Oh, I just thought it been a good one. Right, because for her, that, that's how it all started. But no guts, no story. Think about the marketing value of that. You, you had the balls, you had the guts, you had the whatever, chutzpah, to, uh, to try something. And if you hadn't done that, your story is boring. And right. uh, all of a sudden you can spin it, twist it, turn it to your advantage. No guts, no story. I like it. Think yes. about that when you go to bed tonight. Yes, indeed. All right, my you third one. one more. Yeah, one more. Um, in starting my business, I didn't have the most experience and I didn't have the most money but what I did have is I cared the most and that you can't stop right if you care about something more than anybody else and you are passionate about it you'll get past the money issue you'll get past the expertise issue and you'll keep pressing on because you care you care the most and then Eventually, people go, well, you're not giving up, are you? I guess I'll help you now. Before, I was just going <laughs> to. You're like herpes. You ain't going away. <laughs> oh, man. I'm not sure I would. <laughs> I don't mean you... that in a bad way. But oh, you, okay. You know. Okay. I was going to say, you can tell her that one when we, it, when we yeah, meet it's just It's about the permanence thereof right. is what I'm, what I'm getting at. Got it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Five, you know, talk about didn't have a lot of money, right? $5,000 is what she started she with. she saved. Right, and turn that $5,000 into a fortune worth over a billion dollars now. Right, you know? and, and still going. Yeah. I mean, Spanx, is, Spanx has found its stride, and, and you know what they say? They say that the rich get richer. And the reason is, especially with people like her, and it, it's very true, by the way, it's, it's because she has learned how to bring to bear all of these lessons and continuously do so in the market. And when you do that, the success just keeps coming. Right. That's why the rich get richer, because a lot of times they know what they're doing, and, and therefore they can k- keep attracting more and more. So Yeah, there's a recipe. There's a recipe. There you go. And uh, you keep, keep bringing that to the market, and it keeps doing. Yeah, another thing that, uh, that I, I saw about her story that I really liked is something she's doing now, and uh, it's all about you know, just who she is and, and, and the, the caring and compassionate person that she is and how she doesn't forget where she came from. And uh, so there's a, 
uh, a process that they they do at uh, at Spanx where they're they're helping other um, women entrepreneurs get a leg up, if you will, mm-hmm. right? So yep. so move it forward a little bit, and and that's the um, the the name of of this effort that they uh, they do. It's called um, it's called Leg Up, and and basically they they profile um, a different female entrepreneur. In, and this wasn't 100% clear to me, but in some type of publication, I don't know what the frequency is of it, whether it's an annual, uh, quarterly, or, or whatever. But, but ultimately, you know, she's uh, taking on one of these female entrepreneurs and helping them by creating exposure for them. And Spanx isn't getting anything out of it, right? There's, they're, they're not charging these people to do this. You know, nobody's paying for that service. Um, she just she knows where she came from. And, uh, and, and she's wanting to pay it forward and help other women do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's remarkable when people achieve that kind of success and then make the decision. In fact, as you've said, you, you're just more of the same, uh, when you get money and she had, she obviously decided long ago that she was going to continue to give back and, uh, and, and help out people who needed it. And that's, I think that's, that's really neat. I had a, I was just, I had a thought I was going to bring up. What was I going to say? Oh, one, one of her, one of her really big drivers. I, um, I have the very good fortune. Um, a friend of mine uh, bought me a one-year membership to Masterclass. Do you know what that is? Master, no. Masterclass is this um, really high-end, highly produced um, portal that they bring experts in all kind of different fields and they record them, and, and sometimes they record them many multiple times, and it might be a film director, and it would say, this, this is how you successfully direct a film. And there might be 15 10-minute classes in this master class um, portal teaching you know, people who don't know anything about what it means to produce a film about how to do it. And there's, you know, there's sports uh, professional athletes, and there's film producers, and there's financial people, and there's... And anyway, Sarah is on there. She's one as as an entrepreneur. She has a master class. I think hers actually has nineteen classes on on what it means to be an entrepreneur. But I think it's in the very first one, which I've watched. I've watched a number of hers, but in the very first one, she said, "The thing that drives me more than anything else," and these are my words, not hers. She says it much more eloquently is a topic that we have talked about many times and that is gratitude she is she she somehow early on in the spanx life realized how fortunate she is to be able to do what she is doing and she describes how she thinks about her mother and her grandmother and how they didn't have the same kind of opportunities because of the environment and the culture that was among her family and all of that. And she says, man, my, my mother would have never had the opportunity to do something like this. My grandmother would have never had. I am so grateful. I am not going to waste this opportunity that I have been given. And we talked about it. I think we did a whole on the importance of, of gratitude, right? Didn't we do a whole podcast on it? Yes, sir. And And when she said that, it just really resonated with me because... 
when the gratitude that you have is so powerful that it gets you up early and it keeps you up late and it causes you to drive on day after day after day and you have the discipline to continue to do it, that's when, that's when you make your dent in the universe using Steve Jobs' uh, phraseology there. And that's what she's done. She, was, she wasn't going to let this go, so I thought that was very cool. Yeah, she didn't make a dent, man. She created a freaking crater. <laughs> yes, a, a, a great big meteor hit and uh, shook up the whole damn place. Right, didn't it? it was called Spanx. Right. <laughs> or right. Sarah Blakely. Right, right. I know, it's great. And you know what? She's, she's still so young, and, uh, and there's so much left to do. And uh, I, I just, I love She that. is, right? I mean, do you remember your 40s? Oh, Lord, I can't <laughs> believe you said that. Wait, what can I throw at you right now? Yeah, uh, I do. Actually, I feel like I'm, and I don't, I'm not, I kind of look like I'm 25, too. I feel like I'm 25, and I look like I'm 25, so I'm all good. Okay. <laughs> you keep thinking that. What are you what are you doing over? There? You're looking up something, right? Is that what you're uh, Nope, I'm just double checking something. Oh. Before I, I say something here in a few minutes. Okay. All right. Um Yeah, so I think I think this this whole situation with her life and what she's done and all of the things that she's learned has been um incredibly inspirational for me yeah and to, to learn about and to to take some lessons away and you know it, it uh, puts a, an additional skip in my step to to want to continue to press on yeah i appreciate your idea right so this uh profiling of of folks that have done you know incredible things in their lives and uh you know this particular one is is a, a great example right so this is is one to to lead off with that i mean you just knocked it out of the park picking her to uh, to talk about and uh, i look forward to doing more of these so i just wanted to say thank you for for the idea and uh hopefully our listeners i have no doubt will uh, will get something out of this and uh i just i'd like to throw it out there to to folks that are listening you know if you've got somebody um, of interest that you'd like to to hear us do a one of these uh, profiles on, uh, feel free to, uh, to go on our website, graybeardchronicles.com and, uh, and shoot us a note on there. And, and, and even if it's just another topic idea, something you'd like to hear us discuss, Great idea. Um, throw it out there. Now, don't, don't you know, get so attached to the idea and believe that just because you throw it out there, we're going to talk about it because, you know, there might be some really silly stuff that comes out of that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, seriously, put it out there, right? You want to hear us talk about it? You want to hear us discuss a certain topic? Yeah, hit us up on the website, send us a message. And, uh, and again, if there's anybody that you'd like to see us do this profile on, then uh, please share that with us. And uh, we, uh, we thank you for listening um, appreciate the fact that uh, that you come back every week and continue to uh, listen to the the wisdom of the ages from the aged, and we uh, we enjoy doing it and uh, appreciate all of y'all for listening. Yeah, I I, I thought of I uh, went back to a point we made earlier, but again, the whole idea of no limit thinking just uh, that sort of comes through for me. And, and her listening to Wayne Dyer talk about it. And she listened to his, I think it was her father at the time gave her cassette tapes. Right. And she listened to the cassette tape like a thousand times until she nearly had the whole thing memorized. Everybody out there, you can apply. Human beings can do 
amazing, remarkable things when they believe in themselves, when they believe that they can do it. And they're going to run into failure. They're going to run into brick walls. They're going to have doors slammed in their face. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to totally blow it. But if you believe you're no limit, then you just, you know, hey, I'll, I'll clear this. I'll get around it. I'll get under it. And you keep going. Yep. Such a great approach. Don't be afraid to fail. Right. And that was, that was one of the things that, and we talked about this on an early podcast, we had to get over that hurdle, hurdle ourselves when we first started doing this, right? Because the both, both of us wanted to be just perfect when we, when we first started out. And, um, you know, we had to be willing to just put it out there and, and know that the audio wasn't going to be perfect and the, the content and, you know, our, our, um, way of speaking, et cetera. You know, right. we were going to have to do things differently, but uh, at the same time, we just said we're marching on anyways. Right. Um, and I think it's gotten better. It's uh, it's still not as good as it's going to be. Right. Right. Because we're going to just keep improving each episode, you know, after episode. That's right. Um, so... Yeah, that's that's all I got. That's all I got on this one. I'm good. All right. Well, again, thank you. Uh, thank you for the topic. And uh, it was uh, it was cool researching uh, about her and uh, the, su- the success that she has had. And um, man, there's some, some great examples for uh, all of us to follow. So um, and I'm sure there's more info out there that we didn't cover oh, whole, about her. So yeah, feel, stuff, feel free yeah. to do your own research, too, right. out there. Look her up and be inspired yes indeed all right well i think it's time to wrap this one up i do too so whoever you are wherever you are whatever you're doing make sure between now when this podcast ends and the next one you take time to enjoy enjoy the the ride. ride thank you for listening to this episode of the great great chronicles please subscribe so you'll receive notification when new episodes are available To learn more about the Greybeards, visit their website, graybeardchronicles.com.